and welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Blinka, and this is our co-host. Hi, I'm Aaron. The case we're doing today is probably one of the most tragic we've covered because the victim is so young. So I would like to give a trigger warning here at the top for people who are extra sensitive to cases involving young children, which is understandable. Absolutely. Now, I feel like the type of case that we're going to discuss today is one that tends to go viral a lot. I feel like I've seen a lot of memes about cases involving young children. Usually, people will put the picture of the murderer or the attacker and put like a flashy headline over it with whatever horrific deed they did. And then people sort of share the picture and comment about what they would like to see done to the killer as part of our justice system. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, people get very upset and emotional about these kinds of things. For sure. So I was a bit surprised when I found this case because I'd never heard of it before. And as a person who tends to follow a lot of true crime stuff, it was so shocking to see that I'd never seen a meme about this case before. I do believe that the reason why could be because the case we're doing today did take place in the United Kingdom. That makes sense. Fantasy traveling this year is something I think we've all been doing since all the trips have been canceled for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a fantasy vacation is better than no vacation, right? Yeah, so I personally enjoy looking at pictures of Birmingham. I'm hoping at some point we can go. Yeah, I'd love that. This is where the case takes place. I should clarify, it's Birmingham, England. This particular murder case caught my attention because it has supernatural elements. Sort of. Ooh, spooky. I found it while searching for a crime involving ghosts. That's right, y'all. Today, we're in a ghost story, but it's the people who are scary. We are in Birmingham, England, in the United Kingdom in 2014. Before I started researching this case, for some reason, I always imagined Birmingham as being very countryside. Yeah, I mean, it sounds that way. Yeah, like, like rolling hills and sheep. I don't even know if they have sheep. I have no idea, but I mean, it sounds, that matches with my my mental image as well. But I will tell you, I was incredibly wrong. I was nowhere close. I'm not sure why Birmingham sounds like cottages to me, but it is not cottages. It's a full-fledged, amazing city. Um, For those of you who don't know this, Birmingham is in the center of England, sort of in the belly of the lion, and it's the second largest city in England, so it's very huge. Nice. Now, it's a fairly diverse area based on population data, so it has an online reputation for being a vibrant city with lots of culture and lots of exciting stories happening. Nice. That's awesome. While the city's economy seems to be thriving, at least pre-COVID, there's still a lot of inequality, and some neighborhoods aren't as successful as others. So while it's a magnet for people, especially immigrants, who want to start a better life, it's also not always easy to find success, even though the city has so much to offer. Right. And that will be important for our characters that we will be discussing today. Okay. Now, our story starts in 2014, June to be specific, when 10-month-old Santino Belaz left his hometown in Bolina, Czech Republic, in his mother's arms. Now, I would like to point out at this time that Blinka is a Czech name. And Belina sounds an awful lot like Blinka. Yes, it does. They have almost the exact same letters. That's true. I'm wondering if there's a connection there. Could be. We'll never know, but maybe. 
Probably not. I mean, probably not. We'll probably never know is what I mean. I got you. All right. Santino's half-sister accompanied her mother and baby brother on the trip with high hopes for their stay in England. They were visiting family, but it appears that their mother also had special plans for ensuring her baby boy had a better life than he would have in their home country. The trio crowded into a small flat rented by Santino's other half-sister, 19-year-old Teresa Lakova. Now, Lakova resided in a flat in Brighton Road in Balsall Heath in Birmingham, which she shared with her 27-year-old partner, Merrick Haloub. While some buildings in the area have curb appeal, the flat shared by Lakova and Haloub was in a nondescript white multifamily building. A grimy metal door with a dilapidated awning opened to the hallway inside the boxy facade. Overall, the neighborhoods around Brighton Road have a lot to offer. The streets are crowded with historic structures, townhomes, and shops. There are foods to sample, products to buy, and places you want to pose in front of for shots for Instagram. It sounds pretty nice. It does. It's kind of interesting. I was trying to do a lot of street view stuff, and parts of the streets are just so attractive, but some of them are more like kind of old industrial looking, like kind of broken down, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It does look like the area, the specific area where Santino's family lived does look less privileged than some of the other areas. But again, since it's such a big city, you know, there's a lot of nice areas like right next to it. It's not like the kind of, it doesn't look like the kind of city where there's this large impoverished areas. Right. And so I may be mistaken because, again, we were not able to go to Birmingham (laughs) to look at the street. But all the things that I could find on, like, Google Images, Google Street View, looking at different parts of Birmingham and trying to see the specific area where this crime happened, it does look like it's more mixed. And it's kind of like that's how Houston is, too. Like, you'll have a really rundown building right next to, like, amazing skyscrapers. It's just how the city unfolds. Yep, that's true. This area on Brighton Road was the perfect place to start their new life in England. Birmingham offered promise, but it would all turn out to be just false hope. Unfortunately, Santino's mother could not stay in England. So after just a few months, she had to return to Bellina. She wanted her son to stay in England, however, and to have a better life than the one she could provide back home. So she decided to leave Santino in England in the safe hands of his older half-sisters. She trusted them to keep her baby boy safe and cared for. She said goodbye to little Santino, who was just shy of a year old, when she left for the Czech Republic in September 2014. She had no way to know she left him in the arms of monsters, and she'd never see him again. That's so sad. It is very sad. For the first two months, however, everything appeared okay. Both half-sisters worked together to care for their little brother, and by all appearances, little Santino was a healthy and happy baby during that time. Unfortunately, the good times just couldn't last because the half-sister who'd come to England with Santino also had to return home to the Czech Republic. She left the Birmingham flat in November 2014, two months after their mother. Bummer. Her absence left Santino alone in the hands of Lakova and her partner, Haloub. Now, keep in mind, they are a couple. So, it seems like it would make sense for them to just take Santino as their child and raise it together. 
It does seem like that, yeah. And I think that might be what her mother or their mother it's unclear if it's actually the same, the mother of all three of these children or if the father is the same parent. But it appears that she expected the older sister to take care of baby Santino as though he were her own. It seems like a reasonable assumption, though. Just based on the situation, it does. Um, so it's not clear why this parental relationship didn't really form for them. Is it Whether it was just the sister resenting the baby or the boyfriend resenting it. But regardless, they do not start parenting this child. Although initial reports about the crime that occurs did state that he was their baby. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now, both Haloub and Lakova were unemployed. So they spent all day holed up in the flat with little Santino. Now, you would think this would give them more time to provide good care to the baby. But sadly, they just weren't cut out to be loving parents. Instead, Haloub made Santino the target of his rage. Rather than helping him, his sister just allowed it to happen. Haloub admitted to striking and beating the one-year-old baby, leaving marks and bruises on his little body. That's so awful. It is extremely awful. I do not understand how people abuse babies. I don't understand how people assault anyone, especially children, um, but babies in particular, I just don't get it. Like, they're so little and helpless. I, I don't understand how. Like, I'm not a very, like, child-oriented person, being honest. But I can't imagine, like, harming a child or a baby. But especially a baby. Yeah, it doesn't make any kind of sense to me. Like, it just... I, I don't even understand how you how you do that, you know? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. I don't. I really can't. I can't fathom it. Like, it doesn't... It, like, does not compute is kind of how my brain is. Right. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I might could understand how you would leave the baby in its bed if it were screaming at you and, like, go outside and try to get away from the screaming. But I don't understand hurting the baby. No, totally. I, I just don't. I don't get it. According to doctors who examined Santino after the final assault, his life in the care of Haloub and Lakova was, quote-unquote, agonizing. Yikes. That is the only detail we are giving. <laughs> yeah. Now, despite obvious injuries to the boy, neither Haloub or Lakova tried to get him any help. However, they did share with people about his bruises and wounds. In a surprising move, Haloub photographed the child's damaged body. Then, he made those photos public by sharing them on the couple's Facebook accounts. Dude. But he wasn't truthful about how the baby received the injuries. Instead, he wrote dramatic captions for the photos with a supernatural explanation of how baby Santino got hurt. According to Haloub, ghosts assaulted the little baby. Are you serious? Yes, ghosts. Surprise, it's ghosts. That's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I don't... I'm I'm curious to hear the details because I don't understand how you can even remotely try to justify that, you know? Mm -mm. No. So according to Haloub, this is what he explained. He said ghosts were haunting their flat. And for some reason, these ghosts targeted little Santino when they unleashed their wrath. And in some of the posts, he even claimed the ghost had possessed the little boy. Bloody FM presents... Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. 
Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Oh, good Lord. That's, that's so mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, even if, even if that were true, like, why wouldn't you leave or tell someone yeah, or get help? Yeah, leave our care, or... get help for the baby, yeah. try to find someone else to take the baby in. Right. Also, maybe find out if someone's breaking into your house and pretending to be a ghost. Right, that too. Like, I'm all about ghosts. I think everything's a ghost. Anytime anything spooky happens over here, I'm like, this is a ghost for sure. That is true, There's a smudge that appears in the window every day. The ghost is back. That's how I roll. But if, like, something happened to my cat, I wouldn't be like, oh, I guess the ghost struck again. Uh Uh-uh, no. I would be searching... (laughs) First of all, Aaron would be getting interrogated. And then I'd be like, is there a window open? Did a dog get in here? Is there is my neighbor abusing my cat somehow from outside? Like, what is going on? Yep. Like, I am going to get this cat some help. I'm not just going to post on the, on the internet and be like, oh, no, a ghost has thrown my cat outside. Like, uh-uh. uh-uh. No, and like, even if, even if like all that other stuff didn't pan out and you were like, all right, this is a ghost, you'd be in here with like... You're like, we're going to cast this ghost out. We're going <laughs> to get reals. some hope. We're going to do some exorcisms. That ghost is going to regret coming in here yeah. and messing with my cat. Right. There's going to be like three exorcisms at the same time. It's I gonna know, be for like, reals. The big guns are coming dun, out. Dun, dun, dun. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not... <laughs> these people are just casual. I mean, it's because they know they're beating him. They're not... Obviously, but still, yeah, like, what but, is going on with this? Yeah, but I mean, just the justification of trying to like post on Facebook and be like, well, I guess a ghost did it. I mean, like, it's yeah. just ridiculous. Like, no one would act like that. For reals. So, now keep in mind, these are also not just any ghosts. Lakova and Haloub suspected that the ghost could belong to Lakova's grandmother, who died recently. Or maybe the ghost belonged to a woman who died in their flat before they moved in. These are the two suggestions. Wait, they know the specific ghosts that are doing this? According to them, they have some plans. Wait, is that how ghosts work? I don't think so. Now, I have to wonder, why do they suspect these two individuals? So, I have questions. Like, first, how mean was this grandmother? Yeah, for real. Right? You're going to throw grandma under the bus after she's already gone? Literally, yeah. I feel like you have to be kind of the worst person ever for someone to suspect that your ghost has come back to hurt a baby. Yeah, for real. Like, that's your motivation in life, or in death, I guess, is to come back as a ghost to harm this sweet baby. Yeah, that, I don't even know, man. Like, that's that's rough. Yeah, so I wondered, like, was the grandmother just a monster in life? Or was this, like, maybe the grandmother that was, like, of a different parent? You know what I mean? Like, was this grandmother just petty as hell? Like, maybe... Santino's mother, because they're half siblings, maybe like her mom was the father's like step, like second wife or something, and she was just mad that he got remarried after her daughter and was all like, "I'm gonna hurt the baby, like screw right. that baby." Yeah, it's, it's like an evil step grandmother. So like Cinderella has the evil stepmother, and then yeah, like, these and people have so, the evil step grandmother. Yeah, but like right. in ghost form, I'm yeah. just like that was one of my wonderings. Like, is that your plan? Is that what's happening? I'm just trying to figure out. If you were a grandmother of this baby, like, because if they shared a grandmother, I just don't get it. Like, why would they go with that ghost? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I know. I guess I feel like they were just making it up on the fly. And maybe that's why they're like, well, someone recently died. Maybe it's them. 
Right, like they're just grasping at straws, and like the most recent person to die is clearly the the culprit. Yeah, and I just also wondered, like, the lady who allegedly died there, did they have proof of that, and that's why they went with her as a ghost? Like, what is her backstory? They're not explaining the ghost well enough for why why is it hurting this baby? Right, we need more backstory here, y'all. I'm just wondering her motivations for hurting a baby, right? Yeah, for real. I mean, you have to wonder about it. Yeah, like, did she lose a child? Did the child ruin her life? I'm just like, you have to have a reason. If you're going to make up these dumbass lies to explain whatever crime you're going to do, you need to put some effort into your story. Yeah. Like, either way, everyone should be getting caught. I just want to be specific. I feel like sometimes on this podcast, people might get confused and think, oh my god, are they rooting for the killer or, like, helping them get away with crime? No, like you should definitely not be getting away with any crimes for sure. Even like petty crimes. I'm just like, "Mm -mm." but also try harder. Put some effort into your crimes, people. Just I feel like you're insulting everyone's intelligence. And it's almost disrespectful to the victim if you're just going to be a dumbass and do stupid shit. Yeah, low effort crimes. I mean, it's just there's no reason for that. Yeah, well, there's no reason for any crime. No, I I got you. I mean, it's just, you know, you hate to see the low effort crime, though. The low effort cover up. You really do. I want to point out at this point that if you are the grandmother's ghost or the uh, the lady who died, her ghost, isn't this the best way to get you to get all pissed off and, like, get you going, right? Right. Like, if, if the grandmother really is a ghost, like, she's yeah. definitely going to come hunt her ass now. I feel like even if I weren't a ghost, if I died and some moron started pl- blaming me for killing a baby, I would be back for sure. Like, that's really the thing that would cause me to rise up from the dead and come back and start haunting some shit. Because, uh-uh, no, don't blame me for your evil deeds. Yeah, like, no. Danielle's gonna, like, cross over, be normal, and then she's gonna, like, cross yeah, all the way I'm back like, over. Yeah, I'm like, I was going into the light, <laughs> but not now. I'm not going to light now because you're over here lying about me, you stupid yeah. word that I'm not gonna say right now because I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> Operation professional It's not going great. Hashtag professional. With these pictures of baby Santino's injuries all over social media, you'd expect someone to reach out to the police or a child welfare agency, right? You would expect that, yeah. Literally, all you have to do is call or email them. You literally have pictures that you can save from Facebook. Yeah, it should be pretty straightforward, you know, low effort. There has to be someone who is willing to help this little baby, right? I would hope so. But I'm guessing the answer is no. I want to keep in mind, too, you can remain anonymous. All they had to do was send an anonymous text, phone message, email, and they could have rescued this baby from the clutches of this monster. Unfortunately, no one said or did anything to help Santino. That's so terrible. And although people saw the post and confirmed to police later that they saw them, they didn't alert the police or child welfare agency or do anything To let someone know that something was wrong on Brighton Road. So, Santino continued on living life with his abusers, helpless to tell anyone he needed help. That's awful. After all, he just turned one year old when Halubin Lakova took charge of his care. So, he was too young to talk. He didn't have any other caregivers. There was no reason for him to go to school or daycare. He was just trapped alone with his killers and all he could do was cry and that just made Haloub even matter yeah he had nowhere to go literally like he probably couldn't even crawl at this point they're abusing him yeah true okay so finally on new year's day 2015 
Haloub went too far. After a particularly bad assault, 14-month-old Santino stopped breathing. So the couple called 999 to get help from paramedics. But it was too late, I assume. Well, an ambulance rushed to save the sweet child, and paramedics took him to Birmingham Children's Hospital, where doctors tried everything to save little Santino. However, it was just too late. Santino died shortly after he arrived at the hospital. That's so terrible. That's really just tragic, you know? Incredibly tragic. Such a little baby. And it's just ironic to me that his mother did all of this to help him have a better life. I mean, it could not have been easy for her to first even make the trip to go to England. Yeah, 100%. And then to stay there and get him, like, fitted into his sister's household, try to make sure he had a life set up there. She's having all these aspirations for how things are going to be better for him, and he's going to get this great life. And then to have his life stolen in such a horrific way. And it's just... It's unfathomable for this poor mother. Yeah, that's really heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, like, I just can't imagine. I mean, it's ironic, though, that this whole thing started because she just wanted him to be happy, healthy, safe, and cared for and loved in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I guess you never know how things are going to go, but... Yeah, I mean, you can't make your decisions based on fear and things like that. But I do think it's interesting... That, in this case, it seems like she had this wonderful opportunity, and it actually turned out to be the opposite. Yeah. So, I don't know. It kind of changes your frame of reference, I think, about a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Okay, now, initially, Haloub tried to tell the paramedics and the doctors that the baby had just stopped breathing. Which, I want to point out, and I don't really need to, that this is such a familiar tactic with people who murder their baby or murder their small child that they've been abusing, is that when the child finally dies, they're like, oh, I have no idea what happened. This just happened out of nowhere. Yeah, this, I mean, she was fine five minutes ago. Yeah, like, I know it looks like she's malnourished and bruised and broken, but that was, that just happened. Yeah, just out of nowhere. It just happened. Or, oh, they fell in the bathtub. That's a good one. That's one that happens a lot. They fell in the bathtub. Mm-mm. Yeah. Idiot. No, they no. didn't fall in the bathtub. Nope. No, definitely not. I know. I don't know how the, like, when the police or the doctors especially, doctors have it really hard because obviously they have to treat these victims after they've been through these events, which is just, has to be a horrific experience to be a doctor and a nurse in that situation. Yeah, for But real. then to have to listen to this bullshit from the abuser has to be just a whole nother level because they can't, like yell at them or point out how stupid they are. Like, they just have to sit there and be, like, taking their own notes of, like, this sounds like bullshit. Yeah, and be professional about it. Like, that would be so hard to maintain your professionalism, I feel like. I mean, I think so, too. Yeah, I think it would be especially hard. I mean, obviously you report it to the police, but I think it would be extremely hard as a doctor or nurse to be taking this parent's statement, or in this case, pretend parent, and, like, knowing damn well that everything they're telling you is a bullshit lie... And not just being able to be, like, really. Yeah, or just, like, completely come on glued and just yell at them, you mm-hmm. know? Point like, out how terrible they are. Yeah, because, like, I feel like I would be tempted to do something like that if I was in that situation. So, I don't know how they, they managed to do 100%. that. hundred percent. Maybe like, they're just too busy. Maybe that's what it is. It they just be. don't have time to yell at yeah. the, pe- the people that are lying to them. Maybe they have, like, a class in, like, professionalism. Or maybe it gets covered in, like, bedside manner or something. For I don't know. sure. Because... You know, when I was teaching, I was 
I was able to be an adult professional whenever people were being ridiculous to me. So maybe, maybe it's just like it's when you're in your work mindset. That could be. Also, I'd like to point out an adult professional. <laughs> yes, I'm a very adult professional, Aaron. How dare you question me? I would never. However, paramedics recognized right away that something was wrong, despite all these claims that the baby just randomly on his own stopped breathing. Good for them. As soon as they saw his injuries, they knew Santino's death wasn't an accident. And while they worked to save him, they also alerted the West Midlands police, who responded to the scene immediately. Good. Now, at the hospital, doctors noted several injuries to Santino's body. He had bruises on his face, chest, legs, and arms. Someone intentionally hurt him. Now, police began a murder investigation right away and ordered a post-mortem examination of his body to find out the full extent of the injuries. And in his post-mortem examination, the medical examiner also found evidence of multiple fractures and trauma injuries. Additionally, the baby boy had suffered neglect at the hands of his abusers. Now, obviously, I think everyone is trying to avoid going into too much details, but it's easy to gloss over the fact that the fractures mean that he had more than one broken bone, which is just terrible. Yeah, so it's like they, they had been broken and then it had time to, like, set or heal and then it happened again. I don't think all of them had like healed. I think that some of them were still, like, active fractures, like, where oh, they were still present. Wow. So this was really bad abuse. Um, I think that's why the doctors and the police were so stressing that his life had basically become agonizing. But I don't want to go into, like, too much detail on that just because it's just too horrifying. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, now after his postmortem, the examiner suggested that Santino may have died from asphyxiation, but because he had so many injuries, the results just weren't conclusive. God, that's terrible. That's just I know. Like they man. can't even be completely sure how he died because it was so bad, but they think he was probably strangled, and that does a little bit line up with what Haloub said happened. Man, how do you strangle a one year old, you know? I don't know. That's just horrible. There's literally no excuse for it. Yeah, like I, you're just not. Just what kind of monster do you have to be, though? Like, I, I mean, I know I'm going on. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just so crazy. Yeah, well, this guy apparently he's a monster, and of course he's still blaming the ghosts. That's important to keep in mind that their official stance going into trial was the ghosts did it. Wow. Well, so we're still having ghosts at this point. Man, they're still sticking with ghosts. Yes, that's their official official explanation. Jesus. I don't know if maybe the Facebook posts were like. A setup to kind of plant a seed somehow like in case they got caught they could be like see we told you guys the whole time that we said it was ghosts that makes it legit somehow that's terrible yeah i don't really i don't know where they're going with this but as the police investigated they reached out to authorities in the czech republic to help them locate santino's mother to notify her of the crime and ask for her help in building the case Both police forces were able to work together to support Santino's family and prosecute his killers. Now, based on Santino's injuries, police concluded he'd been assaulted at least three different times between November 2014 and January 1st, 2015. Jesus. Yeah. One positive thing about this, though, is that they only had him really in their care for that two-month period. And so, at least he wasn't, it wasn't like a year of abuse. It was literally a very short period of time, which is a very grim 
silver lining, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's good that it didn't go on for that long, but it's still tragic that they did that much damage that fast, you know? Or at all. True. Now, authorities charged Talub with murder, child neglect, and child cruelty. They charged Lakova with murder and neglect. Initially, Halub and Lakova pleaded not guilty to the charges against them. They continued to claim that ghosts were responsible for Santino's injuries and murder. The pair went on trial in Leicester County Court in October 2015. However, partway through their trial, they changed their pleas to guilty. Well, that's good. I guess they finally got tired of claiming ghosts did it. Yeah, I feel like they must have been aware at that point that the ghost theory was ludicrous and that no one was going to believe it. Yeah, maybe their attorney finally came to them and was like, look, guys, if you guys go with this ghost thing, y'all are just going to get the book thrown at you. For sure. Right. According to the reports, Haloub admitted to beating little Santino multiple times and strangling him on the day of his death. Haloub received a sentence of life in prison with a minimum of 20 years, and Lakova received just five years for allowing Santino's death and his neglect. And five years doesn't seem long enough. It really doesn't. For sure. I, what ended up happening is they decided to put all the responsibility on Haloub for actually doing it, and then they claimed that Lakova just allowed it to happen by not stepping in or reporting it. And so she ended up just getting charged in the end, they reduced her charges for murder to allowing the murder of a child. I mean, I guess I see that, but I, I have a hard time feeling sympathy. Oh, I totally agree. I mean... It, I 100% think that she should be in the same amount of jail. Because allowing the murder of a child is just as bad as murdering the child, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, like, she mm-hmm. sat there and, like, she uh, witnessed this happen. Yeah. And then she didn't do anything. I mean... Definitely. That is very bad. Like, how do you not, how do you not say anything? Yeah, I mean, you have to say something. Even if it's, like, a random baby. Even if it's, like, it's still a baby. Like, even if it's, like, the baby of your enemy. Like, if you have an enemy. Yeah. And you still help it. It's a baby. Yeah, I mean, it's one years old. It's I'm really not even seeing, like, obviously, I don't think you should murder anybody, even if they're, like, a monster. I mean, there's probably some people. I don't know. Like, if it's Hitler, I guess. But there's no Hitler anymore, so. Well, in theory. I don't know. I guess there kind of is now, but. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm going to get off of this. The point is, is that I could see there's times where there's, like, self-defense for sure. But self-defense is different. This is a baby. No, right. no one should be hurting any babies at all, ever. Agreed. I don't know why I feel like... I feel like the listeners out there are like, we know. Please stop telling us this. Like, we weren't going to hurt babies. Sometimes I get, like, really into these stories, and I start to be, like, concerned that I need to get the message out that we shouldn't hurt a victim. But I'm, I'm starting to be like, okay, it's self. You don't need to tell them. Yeah. Well, I mean. Or maybe I do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you would think you wouldn't need to tell anybody not to hurt a baby. But since people hurt babies, then clearly someone needs to hear it, right? So, I mean. Yeah. Like, yes, for sure. So, in case that person is you, what are you doing? Yes. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Examine yourself. Get Be better. Yes. Just be better. As you can imagine, one of the hardest parts of this case for everyone involved is the fact that it may have been preventable. If just one person had alerted the authorities to the photos of Santino's injuries, maybe he'd be alive today. After this case concluded, police spoke to media outlets, reminding the community to come forward if they notice anything alarming when it comes to child's 
health, and well-being. Halub and Lakova posted photos of little Santino after they hurt him, but no one reported the injuries. If they had, maybe he'd still be alive today. If you're worried about a child in your life, speak up before it's too late. You might just save their life. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, if you see something, say something, right? Like, even if you just kind of suspect something, mm-hmm. it's better to err on the side of caution because you never know what's going on. And, yeah. For sure. And I want to say that that's one of the main reasons why I went ahead and did this case, even though it had such a horrible crime at the center of it, is first of all, I think it's important that these cases be heard and known because Santino's story matters. And I think that there's a lot going on here that his story is significant for. One, this is an immigrant story. Like, he kind of was, he may have actually been undocumented, it's not clear, but it does sound a little bit like he might have been since his mom was and his sister weren't allowed to stay, but they just sort of left the baby there. Um, and I think because of that, it might have been harder for him to get saved as well. And maybe that's why people didn't report the crime, because maybe they knew that's the situation. But regardless, like, if we had better systems in place as a, as a whole for everyone, it would be better if you know, these people in these situations that are not ideal could still get help and be rescued and be saved rather than have to worry about their status. Yeah, totally. And then also, too, I do think a lot of people are afraid to make reports about child neglect and child abuse because it's true that our foster care system, obviously this occurred in the UK, but I think across the board, foster care systems get a bad rap because they are imperfect and they they just need more funding and more, more resources in order to make them better is really what it is. But yeah. it's hard to get that. And I think that people are so afraid to, like, call and make a report because they're worried, oh, what if I'm wrong? What if I hurt this family? What if the child ends up worse off? What if they get put in foster care and they get hurt there? But the reality is that we have these agencies in place for a reason, and we should be, trust the professionals to make the best judgment. They don't always make the right judgment, and they do sometimes hurt they do sometimes take children away from parents that are good parents and they do sometimes leave children with parents that are bad parents, but it's always going to be worse to leave a situation where you think something bad is happening unexamined. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. You know, for sure. Cause no one can help if they don't know. That's right. All right. So please take that from this case that we need to be better about helping victims and about making sure that we're keeping an eye on being a good community. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's the end of our case. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you use Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bad Axe Pod. And if you want exclusive bonus content, we're on Patreon at Bad Axe Pod. We'll see you next week with a new story. Thank you for listening and bye-bye. Bye.